You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of Locked on Texans, your daddy Texans talking news update, where you have John, some sports guy, Hickman, bringing the funk with my partner in crime. Cody Davidson, please remember to subscribe to Locked on Texans on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, and Spotify, and of course, the brand new You Can Argue That Sports.com. We had, well, John had just released a big project with his one-on-one interview with Ian Du Bois, a former Houston Baptist University Husky who is now transferring to Wake Forest to continue his collegiate career. And also in the future, we will have other projects in store. So if you want to get ahead of the curve and seeing what we have been doing over these past couple of weeks to a month or so by now, please go to YouCanArgueThatSports.com and subscribe to the website. You can subscribe to it for free. But ladies and gentlemen, today is Wednesday and man, the coronavirus has made things very difficult for a lot of things to get done. But slowly but surely, just like we will get through this, things are starting to move along. On yesterday, it was announced that the Houston Texans made it official the returning of Vernon Hargraves and Terrell Adams. Both of these guys will be returning back to the Houston Texans on one-year deals. John, your favorite deal. And well, I, I think you, in, these, in, these, in their case, it's, it's, it's pretty solid, especially yeah, for Vernon. Solid. You give him a one-year deal, see what he can do for you this year. If he you know, if if he, if he does not go out and perform, then you just sign him to a one-year deal. Not that big of a deal. You can, you know, move on from him in the future. If he goes out there and perform, then, hey, you can bring him back. I personally, I love the fact that Vernon Hargraves came back because, and I'm excited to see what he's going to do in 2020. You know, you talk about the importance of being, well, hopefully he can get this opportunity. But, John, you talk about the importance of going through training camp going through workouts with your teammates, I do believe that we're going to see a better version of Hargraves in 2020. I'm excited for this guy. Yeah, then listen, last year when he got into town after rumors circulated that the reason why he was cussed, not even rumors, just it came out and it was blatantly said that Bruce Arians did not like his work ethic, didn't like it. And I mean, any head coach, on any level, if you don't have a work ethic, if they have to question that, then they're not going to like you and want you around their team. When he got here in Houston, that was never mentioned in Houston, so much so that they brought him back. And during his time here in Houston, Vernon Hargraves, who uh, finished the regular season here in Houston, had 21 tackles, one for a loss, and two pass deflections. I think moving forward, what's the main issue we have when we mention with Vernon Hargraves and Terrell Adams? depth we need depth we need depth we need depth we cannot harp on that too much because it has been shown in the past that's a valuable asset that the texans have lacked now going into next season we have gary on we have bradley Roby, we have lonnie johnson jr and now we have vernon 
Hargraves the third coming back. I like it. I really do. You have three former first rounders. You have a second rounder out there. Let's see what this talented group can do with a full offseason, which let's kind of say full offseason and, and, you know, take that with a grain of salt considering what we're going through. But in offseason with their team in a new scheme, we'll see how Anthony Weaver, the new D.C., uses them and how he can mix it up a little bit. But I like him coming back, got him on a cheaper deal because when he got to Houston, a lot of the things that hunted him in Tampa Bay just did not show. Welcome back, everybody, to a Wednesday edition of Locked On Texas. I don't know if you guys have social media. I'm sure at this point, grandmothers have social media. Grandfathers have social media. And I'm quite frankly tired of getting friend requests from my older generation <laughs> aunts and uncles. I'm, listen, what I talk about on Facebook sometimes, I'm sick of it, Cody. I'm, I know some of you guys at home in the car, wherever you're listening to this show, and I'm sure you guys are sick of it as well. Sometimes hey. I can get real bad on Facebook, depending on how I feel. I crack jokes, and I don't want to have to see you at the next family reunion pulling me to the side and telling me how, you know, they march for our freedom. I don't, I really choose <laughs> not for Facebook. I don't care. So follow at your discretion. I wish that was something that we could kind of like a message that gets sent right when they hit the follow, uh, the friend request. But on social media, the big news was DeAndre Hopkins, Deshaun Watson, Will Fuller, all were on Instagram and just having a good old time, right? Just, it seems like yesterday this was an actual roster piece, Cody, but uh, I digress. But they looked happy, right? And then, you know, Cody, he he poised a, a very good question. And I thought it would be something interesting to talk about considering you know, the draft is later this month. We're going to have a virtual a virtual draft, and that's something, we, of course, we're going to talk about once we get closer to it. But this year, is this a big year for Deshaun Washington to prove how good he really is now that he does not have DeAndre Hopkins? Of course it is. And first and foremost, let me just say this. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure you did too. I love that video of DeAndre Hopkins. Um, first of all, he was he was working out with Will Fuller, and secondly, you actually saw a a, a real friendship and just a close knit group between him, Fuller, and Hopkins. And they always say, you know, when you you know playing these sports, no matter if it's football, basketball, baseball, or whatever you develop a brotherhood with your teammates. And what we saw on that video was literally a strong bond between three great players that lets you know, regardless of what went, what went on this past offseason, it would never break that bond between those three. And me personally, on, on just a, you know, looking at these guys, not as, not as, athletes or entertainers or superstars or whatever you want to consider them at the end of the day these are real people's people and all three of these guys developed something great during their short time together in Houston and I'm just happy due to the fact that I know that's not going to be broken now moving on to Deshaun Watson 
We all know Deshaun Watson is a great talent. We know what he has been doing ever since his days playing in college with Clemson. He came to Houston, basically took over the NFL um, his rookie season. Unfortunately, that got cut short due to his um, knee injury. But the last two seasons, you know, we have been saying that Deshaun Watson is a top 10 quarterback in this league. That was with at least arguably the best receiver in the league. Now we're going to see Deshaun Watson. We're really going to see how good he's really going to be. And I only say that due to the fact that it's not like when, when you take a look at this team, especially his receiving core. I said this last week and I'm going to say it again. If he can put his emotion to the side and actually go out on the field and perform, this team is going to be a hell of a lot better than what we all think they're going to be. And I only say that due to the fact, once again, Will Fuller is not a scrub. Yes, he can stay hurt a lot, but when he, when he is healthy, he is not a scrub. The same can be said for Kenny Stills and Randall Cobb. Neither one of those guys are scrub. You take a look at the production you have coming out of the backfield. You have Duke Johnson. You're going to have David Johnson, depending on what happens with that trade. And you also have Darren Fells, a guy by, that, that you connected with seven touchdowns on the previous season. This team has a lot of talent. And next season is going to show not only Deshaun Watson worked as a quarterback, but worked as a leader. If he goes into training camp and he goes into the season, you know, holding some kind of grudge between Bill O'Brien and the Texans organization, then a lot of these guys on the football field, they're not going to give it their all on Sundays because they're going to follow their quote-unquote leader, which is Watson. But if he goes in there and say, you know what, it's a business, business what he decides to do in the offseason, you know, hopefully that doesn't become the storyline of the 2020 Texans. But if he could put all that noise to the side and focus on going out there, winning not only for his team, but for his city, I do believe that this move, departing from DeAndre Hopkins, as crazy as it might sound, we're going to see Deshaun Watson really enter that stratosphere as an MVP candidate. Once again, I do believe if he could put his emotion to the side and go out there to perform and rally this group, once again, this is not a talented list group. This is not like he's going out with the Cleveland Brown roster from 2016 that went, what, 0-100. No, 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 no. This team still has some talent on both, on both sides of the ball. But it's going to be up to him, not only as a quarterback, but also as a leader to get this team over the hump. Because who knows? This team possibly might be better than what we saw last season. Okay, but what are we judging him on right now? Are we judging him on numbers? Are we judging him on what amount of wins he can pull out? Yeah, this team has talent. And one thing I hate that we do all the time as fans and even broadcasters, when you make it to the NFL, it's a whole lot different than making it to the NBA. When you are NFL starter, at some point in your life, you have talent. But I think we have to judge him off what he does with what's given to him. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm talking about. Because think about it. The last two seasons he has brought this team to a playoff, you were playing with arguably the best wide receiver in the league. Now that is taken away from you, 
You have what you have in front of you. Once again, none of these guys are scrubs. If he can rally this group around, and let's say if they go 10 and 6, well, I guess now it will be 11 and 5. I'm trying to see how to do these these records. But if he can lead this team to the playoffs once again, and let's say they get to the second round or even to the conference championship, I'm pretty sure Deshaun Watson is going to go from, hey, he's an up-and-coming quarterback to he's a top-10 player to, you know what, it's time to really consider him as an MVP candidate. Because, you know, we heard rumors of him being an MVP, but if he can take this team and, and, and bring it to the level that it was last season or even better than what we saw in 2019, which is possible, I do believe Deshaun Watson is going to enter that stratosphere of being an MVP. And you asked the question, what are we going to judge him on? I'm going to judge him on by how well he rallied this group and lead them in 2020. Yeah, but he would have to work on his own inconsistencies. And I would say his inconsistencies has held back to some degree what this offense can produce, what this offense can do uh, down in and down out. And we know play calling has been questionable, to say the least. We know that the head coaching as a whole has been questionable, to say the least. But there's a lot of things that Deshaun Watson has to improve on. First and foremost, we know that he cannot take those many sacks. We gave up a lot less sacks last year than what we did the previous year. Yes, that is due to Larry Tunsil. Yes, that is due to rookies Titus Howard and Max Sharpen. But there are still a lot of sacks that Deshaun Watson will eat up himself. But one thing I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to, to see if he will take that next step, is to see him thoroughly go through his progressions and reads quick enough to make the best play. Deshaun Watson has a lot of Aaron Rodgers in him. But what separates the two is Aaron Rodgers and his ability to read a defense on the fly in the middle of chaos when it comes to passing the ball is better than Deshaun Watson. Not saying he's not good at it, but there are moments where it's like, okay, Deshaun, right now you are doing too much. Forgot what game it was specifically, but there was one game, maybe it was the Bills in the playoffs. Or was it the Tennessee Titans game? Can't remember specifically, but Deshaun Watson got sacked on a play that took 10 seconds to sack him. That's inexcusable. Things like that cannot happen. So in order for this team to improve, yes, of course, we're going to look at the improvement of Deshaun Watson, well, not the team, but the offense, because we still have another side of the ball that we are still very up in the air about because we don't know what Anthony Weaver can do as his, his first year as a D.C. and bringing in new guys and retaining guys. Yes, he has worked with a lot of these guys before, but he is going to be in a new role and his new capacity will cause for much more than what he did the previous year. So let's look at and focus on the offense. Deshaun will have a lot more on his plate because – Hopkins is no longer there. So he will have to take every small step. And then once he improves himself, then you would have to look at, hopefully, the rest of the guys around you would do their job and do their job consistently, like stay on the field, catch passes when they're catchable, do everything to fight for that extra yard. But, yes, I will say Deshaun Watson will be under the eye of the microscope next year for two reasons. Hey, just because you lost DeAndre Hopkins does not mean you don't have the talent to drag this team to a win season. Now, I don't think they will. That's just me. 
But that is a, a situation, circumstance we would have to keep our eye on. More importantly, you know your money is due next year. So, hey, Merciless got his money in the first seven games. Merciless acted a fool on that field. You got to do it for 16, brother. But here's my only statement to what you just said. Deshaun Watson is entering his fourth season, and I'm pretty sure by now he is going to develop how to read the defense quicker and not take those unnecessary sacks because unlike Watson, yes, he has a lot of Aaron Rodgers in him, but unlike Watson, Rodgers spent, what, the first two, three years of his career learning behind Brett Favre, one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever do it. Watson didn't have that. He was throwing the keys to this franchise ever since day one. So he had to learn on the fly. And I'm pretty sure, and you could possibly say this is like his third season because he missed half of his rookie season. So I'm pretty sure going into 2020, of course, he has stuff to work on. Everyone does. But I'm pretty sure his quote-unquote inconsistencies and the things that held him back over the last two years, I'm pretty sure, and I'm hoping that that would not be a concern going into 2020. Because if if he's entering his third, fourth, however you want to look at it, and he's still suffering, you know, not giving up the ball in time, um, you know, not being able to read the defense quick enough, then I'm going to start then I'm going to start having a concern about Watson's ability to improve as a quarterback. Because as great as he is right now, I do not want to see this same Deshaun Watson five years down the road. Because, you know, some players, you know, they get to a level in their career, they, they get to a point in their career, they do not progress no more. As great as Deshaun Watson is right now, he can be even better. And I'm hoping in 2020, we're really going to start seeing that curve. But once again, like I said, I'm going to judge his 2020 off of how far he can take this team. Because when he had DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, it's easy to be put up in the stratosphere of being a top 10 quarterback when you have a guy like like Hopkins. Hell, John, Hopkins could probably catch a ball you and I can throw, and I can't throw it worth the damn. But if he can take this team and, like I say, match the success or succeed the success over the past two seasons, he's going to be an MVP candidate. Welcome back, guys. Before we get out of here, I just wanted to give you guys an update on the salary cap situation for the Houston Texans. Right now, they have around $25 million left in cap to play with after those deals were done. Uh, and then we have the draft, which seems to be virtual this year. I think that's kind of cool, right? It sucks that guys that have been waiting their whole life to walk across that stage won't get that opportunity and it won't like. It's not like there'll be a post date where, you know, you get virtually drafted this day, but hey, don't worry. In a couple of weeks, we're going to let you walk across the stage. That's not going to happen. But like I'm that. sure the NFL would do something kind of fun to, you know, make up for what they're losing out on. Not hitting the carpet, not showing off your fashion, not putting that hat on, not walking across that stage, not hearing the boos from the crowd as Roger Goodell comes in, or if they boo you for getting drafted to their team, like the Texas did when J.J. Watt came to Houston. But that sucks. However, in the big picture, you will now be playing in the NFL. So I think that's an even bigger you know, dream accomplished outside of just walking across that stage. However, we will keep you guys updated with that. However, the Texans will be going into the rest of the free agency with $26 million, roughly about that 
amount. And Bill O'Brien has already announced that more moves will be made after the draft. But I'm John Some Sports Guy Hickman on this Wednesday edition of Locked On Texans. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Some Sports Guy, just like yesterday, just like the day before, just like forever. If you have questions regarding the Texans or some of your favorite shows, or if you just want to talk sports in general, tweet me. Hey, I like to have fun. If I don't get to you immediately, I will eventually get to you. Trust me. And while you tweet John, be sure to follow me as well on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. That's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Stay safe, stay sanitized, and stay sane. Till tomorrow, peace, Houston. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.